Good morning, Oak Hill family and those that's listening this morning. Welcome to Oak Hill UBI podcast and ministry that we have here in Oak Hill in Lee Sage, West Virginia, just about a mile above Hillbilly Hot Dogs on Route 2. Uh, we will be going back to in-person services next Sunday on January the 10th, Lord willing, but those of you that are listening this morning, we're thankful that you've tuned in and become a part of our worship service this morning. We want to remember uh, Willis Goo in the hospital, uh, suffered what possibly is a stroke, has some bleeding on the brain. They're going to be monitoring him, and uh, Lord willing, uh, Willis will be able to maybe get back with us soon. We want to remember all those that suffered in this pandemic and loss of loved ones, the Mike Holly family, uh, the Dorothy Roach family, and those that uh, has lost loved ones due to COVID. It has just been a very trying year, and there's been a lot of pain, a lot of loss. But we're looking forward to bigger, better, and brighter things in 2021. We want you to turn with us this morning in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43. In Isaiah 43, we want to begin reading there in verse 15. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and the horse and the army, the power they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me and the dragons and the owls because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall shew forth my praise. Let's bow our head in a moment of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day and for a new thing that you have created. We ask your blessings upon your people, upon the many that are suffering. Go with us today. Get honor and glory, God, we ask. And Father, in the new and coming year, might be a year for God and God's people. And Father, we pray, God, your blessings upon the many needy and those, Father, that are not able to be with us this morning. Have your will and way. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. I want you to notice down in verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. God promises a new thing. The creator, the great God. Now, this is a new thing that God says that he will do. Now, God is going to accomplish in us in the coming year his purposes. Wants you to know that it's going to be a new thing. It's going to not be an old thing. He says, remember ye not the former things of old. 
Now Israel had a lot of good memories about God. They remembered about God's power. They remembered how he subdued the Egyptians and he buried them in the sea. And there were thousands of years that had passed since that day that God overthrew those enemies. But they were still talking about it. Now, God says, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something even greater than your memories about the things that I've done in the past. It's easy to get stuck in the past. And how that we ought to appreciate the past, we, but we ought not get stuck in the past. Uh, we're not living in the back window of the car. We're driving forward in the, and it's larger, and it's there for a reason, because we need to see where we're going. And Paul said, this one thing I do, I forget the things which are behind and I press toward the mark, toward the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, Paul said, my, that I forget this one thing I do. And if you look at the words there, one thing, my, it speaks of focus. Paul was focused on where he was going. He wasn't looking back at the old past, his old life, his old Pharisee. He said, I was of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. But I forget those things. I count them as done or waste. He looked forward to a new thing in Christ. And how did he press on toward the mark, toward the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Listen, friend, we've got something new that's ahead of us. Paul said, if any man be in Christ, behold, old things are passed away and all things are become new. A new creature in Christ, a brand new creation that God has given by his people through the Holy Ghost. God has a promise of a new thing. Aren't you glad of that? We've got hope. Beyond hope. We've got hope beyond my what the world can offer us today. Loved the sermon last week. Jeff Carter done a fantastic job. And I love the scripture that he chose. John 16 and 33. These words have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. My, it gives me hope my, to know that Jesus has overcome the world. He's overcome my sin. He's overcome death. He's overcome hell and the grave. And I'm glad that I can be an overcomer through him this morning. Mine, that's what he says. If any man be in Christ, behold, old things are passed away. He didn't say if any man be in the church. Oh, the church is great. But my being in Christ, my listen friend, is what my the emphasis was on. My, and God says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now, I like that. We've got our resolutions, and we got, I'm going to do this. 
What what did he say in James where he says to one that goes into a certain city and says, I will buy and sell and get gain and I will make a profit. I will go. We've got plans. You know, you want to make God laugh? Just tell him your plans. Just tell God your plans and God will get a good chuckle out of it. Because listen, friend, that's what he says. Go, how you that say today or tomorrow will do this or that. But we ought to say, if the Lord will, we'll do this or that. God says, I will do a new thing. Now, I want you to notice my God promises a new thing. Even greater and mighty thing, mightier things than he's already done. And God's purpose of a new thing. If you look back in verse 1 of chapter 43 of Isaiah, he says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. Now I want you to notice something. I want you to notice something, God's plan of redemption. Redemption in the Old Testament, the Goel or the Redeemer. He was my the eldest in the house and he was over my the household. The patriarchic society, my Abraham, when Lot got marginalized, Lot got, Lot got out of the family, he was taken captive. And how that Abraham, the patriarchal, our father, he had the resources. He took his servants. He took his household. And he went out after Lot to bring him back into the household. My, that was the law of the Goel, or the Redeemer. And my, the eldest in the house, the eldest son would be that Goel, or that Redeemer. And how that my, how this patriarchal society was a type of the father, the father, the prodigal father, that when his son was out of the household, he had nothing in mind but to get him back into the household. And he already had the fatted calf. He already had the celebration in order because he knew that his son was coming home. He was looking for him when he come at a far distance and ran out to meet him. Now I want you to notice something. The Old Testament church, Israel, was partners with God that the world might know him, that the world might know God. God called Israel to be partners with him in his story of redemption, in his work of redemption, that he might bring the world unto himself those that are marginalized, those that are out of the ark of covenant of safety, those that were foreigners or aliens, God called Israel to bring them back. Oh, listen, friend. 
I want you to know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but hath everlasting life. And he's telling the church, I want you to take over Israel's place. I want you to go tell the world that my listen friend, I loved you so much that I was willing to take your sins, take your cross, take your death, and my listen friend, make a way for you that you might know me, bring you back into the household. Now this is the purpose of the new thing. This is the purpose, my listen friend, Israel, my listen friend, failed to do the new thing. And God said, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to bring my message to the Gentiles. I'm going to take the Gentiles and they're going to bring the new thing. Now I want you to look at something here. Let's read on just a little farther. God says in verse 19, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Now if God says it's going to come forth, it's going to come forth. And God says this, shall ye not know it? Now Israel's going to know it. I, even I, make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now the desert and the wilderness, it's speaking to the Gentiles. And God's going to make a way through his church, the Gentile bride, the Gentile church. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Now God's saying he's going to use the Gentiles to minister to Israel. Because Israel was supposed to bring redemption and minister to the world. Now he's saying the world's going to minister to Israel. And he's talking about the church. But I want you to look, some, look at something here. He said, this people, verse 21, have I formed for myself, and they shall shew forth my praise. I want you to notice not only the promise of a new thing, but I want you to look at the purpose of a new thing. The purpose of a new thing that they shall shew forth my praise. Why a new thing? So God's people might praise him. He said that ye are Second Peter, First Peter 2 and 9. He says, My, that ye shall be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, so that you can shew forth the praises of him that have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. My listen, friend, why a new thing? Because ye were called to praise God. Now I want you to look at something in verse 22. And we're going to see God's perspective of the new thing. Look here. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob. Thou hast not been weary, 
thou hast been, but thou hast been weary of me. Thou hast not brought me small cattle, thy burnt offerings, neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifice. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Now I want you to look something here. I want you to look. These people that were once worshiping God has stopped worshiping. They have stopped offering their sacrifices. They have those who were once excited about God is no longer excited about God. What was once important to these people are no longer important. <laughs> They're tired of God. Why have they stopped worshiping? Why have they stopped praying? Why have they stopped giving offerings to God? Because they're tired of God. Simply put, you remember last week when you gave presents to your children and to your grandchildren and they were so excited to get that new toy, to get the wrapping off and tore it off. and They were so excited to get something new. And in not very long, maybe just a few hours, and that something new became something old. And listen, friend, the same thing happens with God's people. Now listen, friend, the glitter and the glare, the glitter and the glory and the shine wears off. And all of a sudden, we quit worshiping. We quit praising. We quit praying. We stop what we've been doing because we're no longer excited about it. He's just an old God. The church is an old thing. And like an old worn out shoe, we cast it off and we go on our way looking for something new. My listen, friend, I want you to notice something. God is always new. God is always brand new. He never wearies. He never tires. He's never old. I want you to know I serve a young God. Because he never ages. Christ was just 33 years old when he died. Psalm 103 and verse 6, he says there, My, that from the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth. The womb of the morning. Mary was just a young virgin when she gave birth, My, to the morning. The light the day spring from on high hath visited us. And I want you to know my God isn't old. He's brand new. Oh, listen, friend. My, he says, the purpose of a new thing was redemption and Gentile partnership with God in the plan of redemption. Listen, friend. He's talking about power and old power. He said, man, I'm going to show you something new. 
Oh, when that the disciples, my, were downhearted, they were in the upper room, and Christ came unto them, and he told them to tarry to Jerusalem until they'd be endued with power from on high. That word power is where we get our, the Greek word is dynamos. And when we begin to think of the power of the Holy Spirit that's able to make new, that's able to give new life, that's able, my, to create a new creature. My, listen, friend. You want something new in the new year? I just advise you to get full of the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is what makes us new. Why does churches have revival? Because, listen, brother, we want to get life back in us. Oh, listen, friend, when you begin to think of the Holy Ghost and where He is, there's always action you look in the book of Acts, and my, they went forth with power in one accord. And my, listen, friend, the Holy Ghost was something, my, that was an important aspect of, my, the plan of redemption being carried out by a new living church. Oh, I want you to know, no, they had no words to God. They had no worship of God from the people of God. God had delivered them again and again, time after time, but they stopped worshiping God. They grew tired and it was like an old hat. New toys became old toys and my, they gave up on God. But if you look down there in verse four, verse 24, oh, listen, friend, I want you to know my, they realized not only God's failure, but they also realized God's forgiveness. In the 24th, thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices, but thou hast made me to serve with Thy sins. God has served us with our sins. Oh, over in the book of Romans 5, 7 and 8, he says there, But God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners that Christ died for the ungodly. For even for a righteous scarcely will one die preventure one that is a sinner. Christ died for us when we were sinners. Now I want you to notice something else. Verse 25. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance, verse 26. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Verse 25 speaks of the grace of God. It speaks, my listen, friend, that God loves when we're unlovable. It speaks, my, that God is faithful when we're unfaithful. It speaks of a God, my, that waits when we're impatient. Oh, listen, friend, God is looking for our return. And God is ready to pardon 
Isaiah 1 and 8 says, Come now, let us reason together. Basically in verse 26 where he says, Put me in remembrance. He said, My, bring your case before me. Let us plead together. Declare it. He said, Come now, let us reason together. Thus saith the Lord, And though your sins be scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. This speaks of the grace of God. My, that forgives, that forgets. No wonder, my listen friend, he calls us for a new thing. He calls us to be like Apostle Paul. Paul said, this one thing I do, he said, I'm focused on one thing. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Oh, listen, friend, he was looking. He said, I've not already attained. Paul was living a life of never arrived. He lived to be never arriving every day. He said, but this one thing I do, I press toward the mark. Of the high calling of God. I remember the New York Marathon. My, that an elderly gentleman. My, listen friend, how he got turned around and took a side street and went out and people were yelling, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. And finally he realized it. He turned around. He got back on track, back on course. And even when you're old, you can get on the wrong way. And listen, friend, when you've gotten on the wrong way, aren't you glad that you can get back on the right way? I remember the story of Pheidippides. How Pheidippides, by the Greeks, how that they were being overcome by the Persians. They had invaded their coast. And how the Athenian general called his army and they fought with the Persians. But they had split up in two groups. One came up the mainland. One went around the coast toward the city of Athens. And they fought with the group on the mainland. And after they had a victory, he sent his swiftest runner back to Athens to tell them of the victory. Not to give up. Not to surrender when they seen the other army marching around the coast. And how that Pheidippides ran through enemy lines. He ran 25 miles, 27 miles without stopping. And when he entered into the city of Athens, he said the message, Rejoice, for we have conquered and then Pheidippides fell down and he died of exhaustion. He gave his life to get the message through. Don't give up. Don't surrender. My help is on the way. We've still got an army. We've still got power. We've still got something to live for in Christ. That's the message of hope today that God gives us from his eternal word which is life to our spirits. Jesus said, my words, they are life. And to you today, listen, friend, he offers his living word to give you hope, 
in 2021 to make it a better and brighter year, to make it a year, my, listen, worth living. Because he lives, the old song says, life is worth the living. Oh, aren't you glad today, my, for that special message that he gives us that you need to hang on because the army's still intact. Christ has made a difference. God bless you today is our prayers and in the coming year, we hope that God will richly bless you in Christ Jesus and give you heavenly gifts so that you can prosper spiritually. If you prosper spiritually, listen, friend, you can prosper physically, you can prosper financially, you can prosper relationally. Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. And while that my he calls, he gives you this hope and message of hope. Lo, I'm with you even to the end of the world. Make 2021 the best, the brightest. Make it the happiest year of your life. Live it for Christ. Live it for God. This is the purpose of His promise. Oh, listen, friend, of a new thing. The purpose is that you might live for God, that you might be partners in His plan of redemption, that you might go out and tell others of His sweet and precious love. God bless you is our prayer.